CFF presents 1% Better, a podcast about CrossFit, nutrition, coaching, mindset, and community. Join us as we embark in casual conversation to shed light on what life is like within these black and yellow walls. With episodes coming at you every Monday, you can follow along with Coach Whitney and Taryn as we talk shop about all things CFF. Episode 34, we are back. Finally. (laughs) It's been a while. Do you think that they missed us? Part of me hopes that they didn't just because then I would feel not as bad. (laughs) (laughs) I feel kind of guilty. I do too, but at the same time, the holidays were in there and there was lots going on. There was lots going on. It doesn't matter. We're back. That's what matters. Mm Mm-hmm. And We've always been here, just not doing podcasts. <laughs> in natural flow, we're going to use our episode 34 to talk about our year in review. Which is, seems like not a lot happened because like everybody was stuck at home for well, eight I feel months. Like they, I feel like every time something different happened in terms of like restrictions, it was like the start of a new year, like a start of a new thing. Like this is what happened from March to June and then June happened and then October (laughs) happened. Like it just kept feeling like a reset every time. As, as we kind of sat here planning out the things that we were going to list on our top 10 list, we, it was almost like, what, what even happened in January and February? I don't even remember. It stuff happened. Pretty tough to turn the archives back that far. Doesn't matter. Some good stuff happened this year, and that's what we're going to focus on. Our 2020 year in review. Top 10. Top 10. In no specific order must we state. Other than just what came out of our yeah. <laughs> mouths at that specific time. All right. First one was yours. Yeah. Uh, believe it or not, back in January, February, and even into March, I was in the schools coaching kids classes before and after or before school and during school there was a point in time where I was there four days a week and you almost had all the schools yeah we were doing well where we have worked with almost all the schools Mm -hmm. so that is pretty awesome I'm like yeah we had stuff planned for into March in April that got axed by the lockdown but we even took some of our stuff on to Zoom with the kids to finish up their sessions, which was really cool through the school. Um, so yeah, that was neat. What was the best part about being in the schools? Getting to share CrossFit with so many kids who might not have experienced it yeah, or had the opportunity to experience. And then seeing them come into our programs, um, into our teens class because I had been in the school, which was neat. For sure. Mm-hmm. I actually enjoyed the Zooms with them mm-hmm. well, and all the kids' Zooms, period. <laughs> well, that's good. And I guess that kind of leads us into our number two, which was just like Zoom in, in as in one and of itself, yeah. our transition onto Zoom. Um, you know, we talked about this before, but just other programs, other fitness, you know, places or whatever, Some most of them just left their clients in the dust when the lockdown ensued and you know, we, we kind of grabbed everybody and said, this is the way we're going, follow us. And we got you and we'll lead you. And next thing I know, you know, our, I mean, that one night we had like 30 people on our zoom, like three screens worth of people to scroll through. 
And so, even our kids on Zoom. Yep. Like we've had like 40 kids on there. Kids. And then we had kids join us from other cities. Yeah, that was cool. The school programs being on there. Um, I ran PT sessions one-on-one yeah. -on -one through Zoom. Like, you know, just because we couldn't be together in person, we were still highly involved in making sure everyone was adapting and still controlling the things that we could control. And we were kind of like the oddball in terms of our success with Zoom when we Absolutely. looked to other gyms who we were in touch with or communicated with, like a lot of them weren't continuing on Zoom long-term and being successful with it. And yet our classes really were no different were than fun. our regular classes. And we coached them the same as we would coach a regular class. You know, our approach was a little bit different because the focal points become a little bit different than when you're in front of us and with all the equipment at your disposal. But, you know, the biggest thing for us was like, we need to lead everybody and, and, you know, everybody followed with us. They trusted us. And that beats 10 times over just turning your back on your clients and your customers. So um, that was a really proud moment for us, I'd say. And the fact that people are still talking about it, like social hour and stuff like that and like missing that, I think that just goes to show how awesome it was <laughs> and that we used it for our Christmas party, right? Yeah. Like we had the ability to use that platform again. And because I think we were so successful with like our social hours and stuff, it allowed us to connect for our Christmas party. And I guess for the next point, the lockdown in general being a positive to this year in review, you know, when you ask many people or especially small business owners, the lockdown was not a good thing for them. And, you know, arguably if we got to that point again, it would also still not be a good thing, but there were a ton of positive things that came from that situation. You just have to be looking for them and keep your sort of mindset set on those things. My favorite thing about the lockdown was it forced everybody to adapt and to adapt very quickly. It's just, you had no other choice. You know, you couldn't come to the gym if you wanted, you couldn't be on the wait list. There weren't opportunities like that. Like there is now with decreased class sizes, the lockdown, like you were forced to figure it out. And I mean, to me, that's a positive thing because, and we've talked about adaptation many times in many different situations on this podcast. And that ad adaptation is like a big thing that I preach. So when something like that happened, you know, a lot of people were put into that scenario that had never been in something like that before, never been forced to make decisions like they had to and et cetera, et cetera. So. Well, and I think it is now making things like the need to adapt easier because it's like the gym's open. I might not be able to get into the class I want to, but the gym's open. So I'm going to adapt and change my schedule or find ways around it because this is a better alternative than me having to do things home alone by myself. So For sure. finding people more open to adapting now. And I would say that the people that still aren't open to adapting are probably ones that struggled with it at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and that's like, I don't want to say that's fine. It definitely does not come as easy to some as it does to others, but that is a but real a life thing. Yeah. Okay. It's a choice and it takes practice. Yep. Yeah. And it's definitely not the most comfortable thing as you're, it, you know, it has a steep learning curve that comes with it. So, you know, that's a kudos to all of our clients that pivoted with us and, um, continue to pivot with us. Yeah, and absolutely continue that through on. And yeah. I would say that this decreased class size is arguably harder for people to yeah. adapt to. 
So those that do that on a continuous basis and have that patience with the wait list and, you know, that sort of flexibility that they think they don't have, but they actually do. Yeah. And I think that part too, right? It's like, I was talking to somebody and they said before I never would have skipped my afternoon break so I could make a 4.30 class, but now I have to. Like if I want to get to the gym and there's a 4.30 spot open, I'll skip my afternoon break so I can leave early. And I guess like reprioritizing the things that, or the level of importance that some things in your life hold. That was another positive that came out of the lockdown. You know, a lot of people I want to say took their fitness and their health for granted. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, took coming to the gym for granted. And all of a sudden that is kind of taken away from you. They reprioritize the value of importance it has in their life. And so maybe now that with the smaller wait list, like they're a little bit more patient and gracious with it because they know how important it is to them. So value that hour that you can get in when you get in. And I think too, just life in general, like do I need to be running here, there and everywhere with my kids or can we drop an activity so we have more family time? Just reprioritizing how busy you are and what is important. Yeah. We talked a lot about like the glorification of busy prior Mm -hmm. to this. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I would for sure say that's another positive that came out of the lockdown. I'm, I don't want to say like I'm for it because that sounds weird, but like I'm definitely for it in terms of the personal development that can come from something like that. So Mm -hmm. all the opportunities, you know, that were laying there in front of you, you had a decision to make. So those that made the right choices definitely saw the benefits from it. Mm -hmm. And I'll always come back to that adaptation piece. Always, 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 always. Anybody yes. who knows me. Yes, you will. <laughs> um, the, I'd say the other positive about that lockdown is, you know, not only it forcing us to look at ourselves individually or personally, it forced us as a company to reevaluate our priorities and where our time was being spent and what it was that we were actually trying to do. So that kind of takes us into the next point, which was the culture shift that happened within CFF over the break. And I know that most of our clientele felt the shift. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard many comments over the the last couple, or not the last couple of months, but the last, since June. Half a year. <laughs> yeah, six, <laughs> six months ago. Um, just feeling that culture shift and seeing it visibly brought on to them about the direction we're headed and where we're trying to take our people with us and help them develop more, like just showing them that we are so invested in them you know, we sat down, we looked at our core values, we rebuilt our vision and our mission. And then every service that we offer and every conversation that we have, it all revolves around those three pieces. And what that did is it gave us clarity. And so with that clarity, we're now able to have this culture within the gym that is a positive experience for everybody. And that is the most important thing. You know, that is something I am very proud of. I hate that it took a lockdown for, to force me to, to reprioritize this and 10 years into this, but Hey, like, like I said, many times on this podcast, again, it's just like, you learn as you go, right. Mm -hmm. You're going to make mistakes along the way and that's okay. So that culture shift was a big one for me. That one sticks out for me because being in the gym right now, both with my staff and the clientele is just such a pleasurable experience in all ways. You know, sometimes I just want to watch a class go just because like, I, I want to be there with the people and laugh with them at the jokes that are going on or just watching how my staff are conducting themselves and just being really proud of them for the amount of work that they're putting in. And, 
you know, the, the general like flow of everything is just so awesome. Mm-hmm. I'll get off my soapbox on that one. I'm <laughs> just waiting to see if you're done or not. <laughs> um, okay. Next on the list, you and I kind of shifted how we operate our nutrition program. Well, and it just, it fell within that whole shift yeah, of I everything. Get, again, see, it all comes back down to the lockdown. You know, we looked at the way and the many different ways that nutrition has been offered over the years and just realizing that like, yeah, we're getting some success, but we're not getting as much success as we should be. Mm-hmm. And refining that approach, finding different platforms to deliver the information as well as fitting the whole program into our core offerings, you know, like I think making it like a long-term commitment and have value for our members as well. Yeah. And just right. understanding that like there is no real end point because we can always keep continuously challenging you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I love the way our nutrition program has shifted. Um, it's very help first. It's very, instead of like bombarding you with information, it's let's meet you where you currently are and make improvements on what you're currently doing. Yeah. And I find that because of some of the shifts we have made in the way that the information is presented, we're having a shit ton of oh boy. <laughs> more success than I've ever seen in the 10 years I've been running a nutrition program. Yeah. You know, so I'm super stoked about how that has turned for us. Um, And that success doesn't just look like weight loss and all of that. Like that looks like success in everyday life and navigating food and obstacles and how, what we're teaching in terms of habit-based, our habit-based approach for most, um, just setting them up for success that way. I, yeah, it, I just, I just like it. I love it a lot. I love the daily interactions that I have with my nutrition clients and, you know, when we sit down once a month for our meetings and yeah, the results and the, the metrics, um, are awesome to see. And I guess that sort of like throws another thing in there is having the in-body is invaluable to, um, demonstrating the success that you're seeing, you know, we didn't have that opportunity before and now we do. And, and that just kind of solidifies instead of depending on just what the scale is saying or what your measurements are saying, like now we can actually see and, and objectify the, the results that you're seeing. So, um, yeah, it's, I think that, and I think the other cool part about it is like when I, and a lot of it happens in my no sweat intros when I'm speaking to new people is that, you know, when they mention that they have weight loss goals or they have body aesthetic goals, you know, then we, then we kind of steer the, the conversation towards nutrition mm-hmm. and how many people I have spoken to that like came in here seeking fitness, but left with nutrition, you know, mm-hmm. like, well, and I think our current members too, realizing that to step up their game and to make, see more change that they need to include nutrition into their. Yeah. There is a lot of people that, you know, have been here for many, many years and have just kind of accepted that they've reached that steady point and their body is never going to change and blah, blah, blah. But then, you know, you take that one extra step and now you take control of the biggest piece of the equation. Mm -hmm. And we have members that have been here for a very long time and now are getting the body transformation that they, they wanted at the very beginning when they may have started. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the other piece of it too, is like, it's never been more important than now to make sure that we don't fall in that comorbidity category, Mm -hmm. you know? So not only from a body aesthetic point of view, but now we've got like health factors that we need to health indicators that we need to make sure that we're on top of. Mm -hmm. I met with somebody the other day, a couple of weeks ago, um, that had removed themselves off blood pressure pills. 
just by working on their nutrition. So, you know, that was just stuff like that. That's, that's the stuff that gets me up in the morning, you know? Um, (laughs) the next one on our list, it kind of makes me chuckle because like, I had to like, remember that we had just moved into our new location in November and, you know, we were only operating here for four months over the winter before the lockdown happened. So most of our members didn't get to have that first workout with the doors open. And <laughs> we spent many spring days pulling the couch down from say, upstairs. The couches not make our list. <laughs> that was a good time. Sitting in the sunshine right at the bay doors, you know, conducting our Zoom classes and whatnot. But um, I remember in June when, you know, people were finally able to come back and we had those doors up and, now we're doing running workouts outside and Hey, guess what? You don't have to fight with any semis coming down the road and the mm-hmm. big dust clouds that, that yeah. come and all the traffic and everything. Um, I love our new location yeah. and it really proved itself in the summer. I'd say even in the spring, having like the trees across the road, yeah. like I just, it's nice. And having the neighbors that we have, the neighbors are fantastic. Yeah, it's great. Um, and then same with our parking lot getting paved. That was awesome. Yes. I, that one workout I ran at 4.30 in the first day that it was paved out. and we went outside yeah. and it got dark by 5.50. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, sort of another little single highlight of our year would be some of the additional things that we have done. Um, more so going back to that culture point, but running, how about that nature trail workout? That was fun. In the fall. That was really fun. It was really fun. Perfect weather. Yeah. It made really great pictures, might I say, with the foliage in the background. (laughs) We got some of our teens involved to help out, which was really cool. That was actually a a plan I originally had to do with the teens, to end off our summer classes, and then we never really had them, and it was just weird, and so we ended up doing it with the adults. And incorporating some of the And incorporating them, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, Yeah, that was a lot of fun good community building, oh, really good use was. of our location and what the city has to offer. And some of our members hadn't even ever been there. Yeah. Which is didn't the know cool it, part. it existed, yeah. Yeah. which was neat and accessible for lots of different fitness levels. Cause we offered up two different loops and yeah, it was great. And that one. Um, special mention to Rochelle tripping on a route oh, yeah. and falling and breaking her wrist, but, yeah. and then continued to come for the next six weeks and modify all her workouts. And yeah, yeah she took that one like a champ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, awesome. the next one on our list is sort of like our programming and our coaching development shift and the changes that we made to that throughout the year. And I know that our members have well, obviously they've noticed the programming shift, which we had originally started back in November. February, February. Yeah. February was the first month that we took the RX numbers off the board and redefined for us what RX meant. Um, you know, that was a hard first month for everybody to kind of get the flow of it. Some people loved it right away. Um, I think as our coaching staff, we were sort of making our own way through it to, you know, because it challenged us in different ways than we were used to. Uh, and then it also forced us to elevate the way that we were coaching the class. And that was probably the best thing that I loved about it. You know, watching from above everything kind of play out that, you know, you're not just a monkey reading the whiteboard anymore. You're now directly involved in that class and the progress of those eight, 15 people that are in your class. Um, I was reflecting on this the other day because there was a workout and it had loads written on the board. And I kind of flashed back to February and I was like, 
I couldn't, I couldn't coach that way anymore. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I, I think like you said, it's just like reading the whiteboard, but I like that it gets us as coaches more involved in the workout, in the members, in knowing we have to be more knowledgeable as coaches to coach this way. Like it's not just a matter of here's what this workout is go. Like there is a lot more to it and that I enjoy that. Um, the other part of, well, I, I mean, kind of going back to that workout with the load one over the holidays, I know exactly which one you're talking about. Cause I think I coached it. Um, it was a, um, it was a boxing or it was a 12 days. No, it was Stacy's workout. The deadlift load was on there. Oh, right. Yeah. And there was another one too. There's been a few this but, past week, but also, yeah. Cause I, this is what I remember about it sitting at the front desk and the load on the whiteboard was 95, 135. Yeah. And yet people had 155, 175. There were some boys with higher ones. There were some girls with higher mm-hmm. ones, you know? And so even though the numbers were up on the whiteboard, I think when I coached that class, I didn't even acknowledge mm-hmm. the weights on the whiteboard. And people still understood what they needed to do to make those 10 deadlifts appropriate for them. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool that's that cool. like now it's automatic. I love it. And the and the new people coming in have no idea even what those numbers are. Yeah, they don't know. And we don't even talk about it because yeah. it's not important. I sat here with someone um, last week that was an old member from a long time ago and was returning. And that was something that they had specifically brought up. And then, you know, some questions on like how the gym had changed was, well, how come you're not doing that anymore? And how can that benefit me? Mm-hmm. And you know what? This person is going to have a great experience coming back into the group classes because, you know, they're going to see a ton of progress that they may not have seen back then. And I had a conversation with somebody who was older, like who has done our programming before. And, and I made the comment to her, I was like, Oh, it's weird having numbers up on the board. And she's like, yeah, it's kind of nice to see. And then before we start the workout, I look at her bar and she has more loaded than what it said. I said, Hey, funny how that works out. Like your moderate challenging for a set of 10 isn't actually what's written on there. It's heavier. Exactly. So it was like, this heaven forbid you get better. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Or can do more surprise yourself. So it's cool. And along with that, like I, we had talked about, it kind of forced the coaching development to become more well-rounded. And well, first of all, existent, mm-hmm. and I'll be the first one to admit that. And secondly, more well-rounded. Um, and I'm just going to kind of stray from the point though, or from the, the topic is the other thing that it did was it gave the opportunity to evolve some roles, mm-hmm. right? So we needed some staff development kind of taken care of that provided the opportunity for a head coach role. That's where you kind of fell in. And under that head coach role, you have developed the staff development plan, which is something that we've been rolling through now since October, November, mm-hmm. including staff evaluations and building on that. We do biweekly meetings. We've had clients come in and be examples for us during those things. And now the coaches are way more invested in what they're doing um, along with that came the internship program. That was also something that was non-existent prior to the lockdown. Um, you know, so a lot of good stuff, a lot, just, just yeah. yeah. I think there's been a lot of times where we've said like, we wish this yeah. had been in place before. Right? I know. And hindsight, but kick myself. But again, you learn from your mistakes. No, right? And I, and I think again, the lockdown providing opportunity for, for us to dial in and find those holes and fill those holes and create plans and um, yeah, setting us up to move forward. Um, Number nine on our list is goes back to kind of those like individual programs that we've added to our, our core offerings. And 
you know, this has been one that has been brought up over the years numerous times. And, and I, I remember it before the lockdown too. And I remember it all the way back to like the old, old gym. People were bringing up this idea. And you know what? This is me just projecting my own beliefs upon it. Being like, you know what? No one's going to be interested in a master's class. There might be one or two or three people, but not enough to run a class and make it viable. And the and last time we talked about it, it was how do we get these people? And I remember saying, we go to Starbucks and we sit down and chat with them. And you know what? I totally would do that now. Yeah, I know. Um you know, so prior to the lockdown, somebody had mentioned it to you. You brought the idea to me and I was like, nope, not going to work. This has come up many times. Like, you know, the people that are bringing up the ideas are members in our regular group classes mm -hmm. and they're not going to leave those group classes to go into the master's class. But well, all surprise, it took, surprise. <laughs> and I got to credit Terry Mitchell to this one is, um, and I remember it was June, June or July. Uh, I had just helped finish, finish helping her with her deadlift and we we're just kind of standing there waiting for some people to go to the bathroom and whatever before the workout started. And she said to me, she's like, I have an email list of 500 retired teachers. They need to be in here. And, you know, we expanded this conversation and ultimately she is the one that kind of got this started for us. Yeah. As soon as she told me that, you know, out of 500 people, we had a full list right away. Mm -hmm. And not all of them were retired teachers. Actually, no. only like four of them were, yeah. I think. Yeah. And the rest of the people had joined. Either there was three, one personal training client that had turned over and two group class members who were relatively new. Mm -hmm. And that was a good transition for them. And some were just byproduct of hearing of it. And so mm -hmm. that was that was awesome. I remember just our excitement about it before it started. Like, holy crap, we can't. I can't believe that this is full. Like we, we talked about running a second class and yep. what that would look like mm -hmm. just because there were so many people and they're awesome. They're, they're, they're so fantastic. Awesome. Like that 9am slot, I'm not even the one coaching it, but I enjoy just like interacting with them and like pretending yeah. I'm part of the class. Cause yeah. you know, so that's been, it's been cool to watch their progress from their very first day in to those first eight weeks you know, and now they're almost 16 weeks through this and just the things that they can do. I know that they didn't think they could do the things they're doing when they first started. Yeah. And I'm sure you hear comments all the time from them, like just in terms of like how their quality of life has improved. Oh yeah. You know, we had one member go through some very serious health issues in, in the mm -hmm. span of this and uh, like ultimately said to me that had she not done this stuff, she might've been way off worse. Um, in the reality of what actually did happen. And yeah. to be truthful, like that's probably very true. Yeah. So. Well, Lana was asking me cause she had come to observe the class and she's like, what's like, what's the goal of this class? Like, what is your goal? And I said to improve their quality of life. And like, it's super simple. Like they're not trying to max out their deadlift. Like if anything, they're more afraid of the heavy weights, but they deadlift in their everyday life. So we're just trying to, to build make that, that easier yeah. and make sure they're doing it properly. And yeah, making carrying bags of softener salt easier and water jugs easier and getting down onto the floor with their grandkids easier. Like hopefully in the summer, Lauren's golf game better or like, you know, those <laughs> things. So it's just like, how can we improve their life through what we do here. That's simple. That would probably like, if I had to rank these things, that would probably be a top five moment for me. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really glad that that has become a core part of our, our offerings. Um, I definitely see it being a solidity within our future plans. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so when this COVID thing, I don't want to oh, stop saying when this COVID thing is over, cause 
over is not the word we're looking no. for, but that's a whole different conversation. Yes. Um, when some of the barriers to our program that are now presented, yeah. I think, are, are gone, it'll um, it'll take go off back again. Yeah, yeah, because that's it was projected to go that way. Yeah, right. So, yeah, and I guess that kind of on that note brings us to our last point, and that's sort of setting setting the company up and everything up for the future, mm-hmm. and all the things that we have ready down the chute to go. Um, locked and loaded. <laughs> going back to the lockdown thing, like again, forcing us to reprioritize things and and rebuild systems. And part of that was like developing an annual plan. Like before I was the only one that really kind of put things into motion and all the ideas were stuck up in my head. And part of the lockdown was like, if I get hit by a bus, what's going to happen to the, you know, will this place function on its own without me? (laughs) (laughs) But that was a very realistic question at the beginning. So um, actually sitting down, and laying out the next 12 months and putting the big events where they are and then building support events around those things, you know, like the throwdown being one, what can we do leading up to the months before that, that will help our members have the most success when that comes. Or just like we did in December with the liftoff, we ran the lifting class so that these people can build their success leading up to that monumental moment and get the most that they could without, or with what sort of, get the most that they could out of it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when we look ahead, like, let's talk about the next three months, we've got the open coming up in March. So, you know, we've got the support systems built around the open to make sure that our members get the most out of that. And what that, what get the most of that's very individualized, right? Like they'll get what they need out of it. We just want to set them up to the best success that they can see from that. So, you know, this is all the, the core program offerings that we're, that are going to be coming down the, the line. Like, We've got gymnastics club. We've got our advanced theory course rowing club in February. Um, the open in March, more mobility coming mobility. There's awesome. Olympic lifting, yeah. you know, running club in the summer. There's so much and the timing of which it's all been carefully planned. Um, you know, so I'm really excited for that stuff to happen. Um, you know, we talked about just the, growth and development of our staff and where that's going. And just the fact that we've had to bring on new coaches and put them through the internship program. And, you know, we got another one coming down the chute here that we're going to talk about with membership, hopefully. And then, you know, just the fact that we have grown in this type of year so much and all the support systems that we have had to build for that, you know, not just for the programs and our members, Um, so that was, is kind of cool to watch and I'm excited to see that grow. Um, then we'd kind of just our actual investment into our clients and what that looks like, just having weeks set aside for nothing but goal reviews. Like we want to meet with you guys because we want to help you get better. And I I mean, if I don't sit down and chat with you, I don't know why you're here. So there's going to be a lot of good stuff happening with that. Um, Yeah. What are you most excited for in the future? Put you on the spot. Next three months. I'm excited for our advanced theory course. I think that'll be fun. Because I like... That one blew me away that there are 18 people or 15 or I forget. 15. 15, 15. people were interested in that. Mm-hmm. Like I thought it was... I'm, not, I'm just going to put this out there. I thought it was going to be a dud. 
Like I didn't think people were going to be interested in this side of things. Which now makes me more nervous for it because it's like <laughs> these people are expecting something good. But it's about things that like I enjoy talking exactly. about. So it'll be good. I'm excited for that. Um, ooh, that's tough. Okay, your turn. You do one and I'll keep thinking. I'm excited for Rolling Club because there's so many people well, that have never taken Rolling yeah. Club. Yeah. And they have no idea. I've never taken Rolling Club. <laughs> can I come? Probably not be too busy hopefully we can have 15 by then have to lock and load a couple more rowers yeah um, i'm excited for seven new bikes to show up which they've been in regina somewhere in a warehouse for two weeks oh really <laughs> yeah can't track them down <laughs> merry so christmas our seven bikes are out there somewhere so now you suckers can't make a choice between a rower or a bike when bikes are on the whiteboard <laughs> suckers yeah that's too bad <laughs> too bad um i am also excited i think again it comes back to coaching like i'm excited for the direction our coaching is going it's going to be huge that's well, it already has been huge, super but. important to me um yeah it's the value in what our members pay for you know mm -hmm. it's this is why you're coming here yeah we come for the social side of it and the the physical benefits that we reap from it, but like the value of it is in our coaching and it yeah. can't, it can't be beat. And now we're just building it up even stronger. So. Um, I don't know what else. You, anything else? I'm excited for the nutrition challenge to start right away. Like we've got a nice roster of people going mm -hmm. through that. Some, some are returning people. Um, you know, one client is somebody who's done all 10 years of nutrition yes. And this is the first time they're getting it presented to them on mm -hmm. our new platform. So I'm actually um, excited to see what they think about it. Yeah. There's again, too, just helping build more confidence for people that this is something they can do. And the change is there waiting for you. It's just, we're going to help you get there. I'm so pumped for that. I just, our membership in general, like I said, the culture and everything is just fun to be here. It's fun to be a part of it. I would hate to be on the outside looking in especially after having been here. There you go. Yeah. Lots of good things. 2020. It was, it was pretty good. good. Like, I'm not going to lie. It was pretty good. So as always we do with our listenership, Ooh, listenership. Is that a word? Not in the way you're using it. Oh, dang. Sounded, sounded like it fit. I don't think it's right. Okay. Well, our listeners yeah. see that sounds, doesn't sound as fancy. Um, so like we do with our listeners all the time. <laughs> Audience, that's the word you probably want. We want to know sort of what were some of your highlights from the last year, you know, all the way from January when we were in here full blown any normal day, like it had been all along to maybe making it through the lockdown. What did that look like for you? What were the sticking out moments that kind of kept you in it and make you look back on now and make yourself proud that yet you know, whatever you accomplished throughout the lockdown. Um, maybe it's from June till now and, and what that has looked like for you. Even if it's just within the last month and like still holding on, even though you've been waitlisted, like that's, a, that's, that's big. So um, yeah, share with us your, your things that you're excited for, that you're excited about, about the last year. And then maybe some things that you might be excited for, for the year moving forward. Good. Good. Episode 34. Hey, we're back. We're back full force. Wait for us next Monday. Now we got to do <laughs> now it. Now I'm committed. <laughs> you might be by yourself. All right. Thanks guys for listening.